everyone. It's Lori Beth, and I'm so glad you're here. Just want to give you a heads up before this episode. I am not good at making podcasts yet, so we had some technical difficulties. Uh, you'll hear it. Clark's microphone tries to eat my microphone. So it's like a nature documentary with carnage and really weird sounding podcasts. So please bear with us. We have fixed the problem because I live and learn. And please enjoy this episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg, which is me. So it's weird to say that. On today's episode, dealing with flaky sisters throwing a sober holiday party, and the problems with parents. All that and more on this episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. Help me out, almighty Lori Beth Denberg. Give me that vital information so I get the red lights. Who do yeah? The church of Lori Beth is in session, and we're reading from the scriptures of vital information. Talk to my goddess and my savior, my LBT. Just tell me what's going on with me. Oh, my goddess and my savior, my LBT. Just tell me This is Lori Beth Denberg, and welcome to Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. I am here, as always, with my friend slash co-host slash spirit animal, Clark Crozer. <laughs> Hello. How are Hello. you? Hello. I'm good, except an editor friend of mine listened to the episodes we did so far and said he wanted to punch me in the face for not <laughs> staying directly in front of my microphone the whole time. Right. So I pledge to do my best. Ian, is this good enough for you? <laughs> is, do you love me now, Ian? <laughs> it's amazing what we'll do for our producer friends. Exactly. Yeah. So, Clark, we have just uh, gotten through Thanksgiving. Yes. Our COVID Thanksgiving. Yes, I am very full and thankful that I didn't have to see more of my family. Yes. Did you have a nice one? I did. It's, it's nice. I, I kind of like having a little bit more of a confined holiday. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, when you have a lot of aunts and uncles and cousins and every, it just can get so much. I like it when it's a little tiny, yeah. you know, it's just me and my kid and my wife and my parents and that's it. Yeah. What about you? How was your Thanksgiving? It was a little depressing. Oh. I, um, you know, I live with my father. He's right. 73 years old. Right. Pre-existing conditions. Yeah, pig heart. Um, and so I just, was me. I got a pre-made Thanksgiving dinner from a local restaurant oh, nice. that I like to support. Nice. And made plans with friends to meet on Zoom. And we hung out on Zoom and we ate whatever we were going to eat and kind of talked and hung out. And then we played games. Nice. So it was, I mean, it was nice. Yeah. But when I was going to pick up my dinner, I got a little sad. Oh, I know. And the yeah. dinner was really good. It wasn't like I was like, well, this is going to be terrible. Sure, sure. It's Thanksgiving. Exactly. It's hard to it's hard to mess that up. Exactly. Especially and when you're a professional. To all those out there that disagree with me, <laughs> they put marshmallows on their sweet potatoes. Sure. So take that, haters. <laughs> is, I don't know. Is that a, a thing? Do people not like when people put oh, marshmallows I've, on sweet potatoes? I've run into a few. Really? Yes. That's odd. Why? Who, who says no to marshmallows? Bad people. I would put marshmallows on my steak. Why not? Ooh. Right now, would that be like marshmallow fluff? Like instead yeah, of yeah, right, oh, where it's like it's melting on the top a little yeah. bit. Come on! All right, Christmas dinner, we've got a plan. <laughs> marshmallow steak, yes. Marshmallow mignon. So in the you know in the spirit of just the sacrifice yeah. that we are all making for each other, right? You know, right. I'm. I had my little sad, you know, Thanksgiving. I was a little sad. I felt better after I was Zooming with all my friends. Right. Good, good. Not all my friends. That would have been a really big Zoom meeting. Yeah. Well, um, seriously. Oh. And yeah, so it, it ended up being fine. But it was, you know, it was different. It really highlighted what's going on with us and how it's not always easy to do the right thing. Yes. But. I did it for yes. my safety, for my dad's safety, especially, and for anyone else I might have to run into. And and can I say, I'm thankful that you sacrificed. 
that, Thank you. that was very sweet of you. And I tried to do the same. And I hope a lot of our audience tried to do the same. I, I'm thankful for people who are trying. Yeah. Right. All it takes is to try. You don't have to be amazing at everything, but just give it a try. Exactly. Well, uh, if uh, if you're good, if you're up for it, uh, I got some questions here for I from some people. Love some questions. All right. Well, let's uh, let's pull up some questions and get some advice rolling. Okay. All right. We have a first question here from somebody named Saki. S a k i Saki. Saki. Yeah. And Saki is from Facebook land, and she asks. My sister is always telling me about how she misses my kids and wants our kids to hang out and play. But when I call to make plans with her, she's always busy. Mm. Trying to set up time to spend with her is like scheduling a doctor's appointment. We live like five minutes away, so she could come here whenever she wanted, with or without her kids. But she doesn't. What do I do? Uh, That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, that really sucks. And uh, it's funny. The people that live the closest to you are the ones you never see. Right. It's like exactly. Never a tourist in your own town. <laughs> you know. Or if I'm going somewhere, if I have to like meet someone at a restaurant that's really close to my house, right. I'm the one that's late. Of course. Yeah. Like, it won't take any time to get there. Except <laughs> the time it takes to get there. Exactly. And the 10 minutes late I am because I go, it's so close. <laughs> um, but being late is better than not showing up at all. Yes. So, And especially, you know, sock socks. If she's the one saying how much I miss you, I want to hang out with you and your kids, you know she's initiating that. Right. So I don't know then why she's turning around and making it sound like, you know, she's doing you a favor by trying to schedule something. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the first thing to do would be to talk to her about it. Sure. If she's reasonable. Sure. If you're reasonable. <laughs> if it doesn't end in a fist fight. In right. Front of all of your traumatized children. <laughs> um, you know, just say. You know, you're saying you want to do this and then you're making it hard for me. You know, I'm telling my kids maybe their aunt wants to see them and then it never happens. Sure. And that's fucked up. Yeah. Hurtful and annoying and everything. You know, and the other thing you could do is say, okay, well, we're doing this. We're doing finger paint and coloring Tuesday at four. And if you want to be there, be there. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I have I have similar idea here uh, because I have a five year old. I know how to work with the kids. That's the trick. I think she has to work with the kids. Stop talking to the sister. Tell the the nephews, tell the sister's kids mm-hmm. you can come over on Thursday. Oh, nice. And then let them take care of reminding her they'll They'll be on her all week. Ah, we're going to Auntie Saki's house, right? That is very nice. Right? Yeah. You got to go through the kids because that's the easiest way. They're so gullible. But you would so easily <laughs> manipulate. So easily manipulate. But you don't want to like really, go, like I'm thinking, how do we do that? Like, do you send the kids a Harry Potter owl with a scroll <laughs> explaining the plan? Yeah, that's one way. Yeah, but, you know, I just think... If it's something like this where, you know, she's initiating it, she's not coming through. Right. Then say, you know, this is hurtful and it's annoying. Yeah. I keep trying to, um, you know, make plans for you. Oh. I keep trying to make time in my schedule for for you, sister. Yeah, that's the worst. Oh, that sister made it sound like they were like in the crucible or something. <laughs> sister, I've made time for you to come to thine house. Sister good wife. Exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that sister deserves a little guilt. If she's tr- if she's initiating and then yeah. flaking, she deserves a little guilt. Yeah. Because that's that's not cool. It's There's not. Nothing worse than cleaning your house and getting ready for somebody to come over and then they just flake out. On yeah. You. That's horrible. Go, well, at least I clean my house. But <laughs> Exactly. Now that are- happened to me the other day, the, like last week. Oh, really? Yeah. I had gotten a new mattress. Oh, nice. My old ma- I think you're supposed to keep a mattress for like eight years or something yeah. before it's full of enough skin flakes to make another you. Right. There's, the bugs can just uh, yes. pick up, pick it up and walk out of the room. Exactly. Yeah. 
So my mattress is over 20 years old. Ooh. And I didn't realize this until, I mean, you don't really realize that he was a good mattress. He <laughs> yeah. had a good life. Sure. He was good to me. Did you flip it? I ha- you couldn't flip it. It had one of those pillow tops. Oh yeah, so yeah. You just spin it. Okay, that's my problem right now. So I would I would spin it every once in a while, but um, so I ordered a new mattress. Okay, and we <laughs> we bought it on a Monday, and they're like, oh, we can deliver it tomorrow, Tuesday. And oh, I wow. said, oh, that's not great. I'm taking my dad to physical therapy. Okay, for his knee and his back. So. Can we do it Wednesday? And the the sit and sleep employee, hey, I'm dropping a name. Maybe hey, I can free mattresses. That would be nice. Um, we could start doing yeah. our own how ridiculous videos, <laughs> throwing stuff onto 10 mattresses. Oh, that'd be so awesome. Right. How much would you jump off the roof onto even one mattress? I feel like my leg is about to break just thinking let about it. Let alone two. Yeah. Let alone 10. Yeah. Um, So he's like, oh, no problem. It says Tuesday on the paperwork, but, you know, we'll do it Wednesday. Hmm. So, of course, that night I get an automated message. Of course. We're coming tomorrow. We're coming Tuesday from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. And then I call them back. By the time I get the message, they're already closed. Of course. They don't open before (laughs) the mattress might come. Delivered. Like the mattress might come at 730. They open at eight. So I was like, I am not ready for this mattress to come. My room is a wreck. Yeah. Shit everywhere. Yeah. You know, all the clothes I mean to hang up are just everywhere. Sure. And so I'm like, Oh, and it's late. So I just start. I didn't sleep at all that night. Oh. I just start getting stuff ready for this. If the mattress comes. Wow. If it comes. And so then I end up like doing it all. Like I even lifted my mattress up mm. and my box screen up. My box scream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> box, spring. box springs. Yeah. Up against the wall so I could vacuum underneath. Wow. Like, I really went to town. Yeah. And then, and this is all at like three in the morning. This is like from midnight to six. Wow. Yeah. I just, I, sometimes you got to pull an all nighter. I'm the kind of person that it's like, I'm not going to wake up at five to do something. I'm going to stay up through six to get it done. Sure. And then crash. Right. My own devices. I would sleep from 6 a.m. to 2 (laughs) p.m. Okay. That's what I did when we were. Um, when we were in school, um, Clark and I went to school in Los Angeles. Yes. And they tried to do that two track year yeah. round. Thing. It didn't work here because we didn't have enough kids. Yeah. But during the time they tried it and I had these like weeks off in the middle randomly, it was just me up till 6 a.m. Wow. I would listen to the first few hours of the Howard Stern show. Oh, yeah. Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they would start to replay it at like six or seven. Right. Anyway, this went off the rails. So anyway, I call them, you know, I'm up all night. I'm fixing my room so a mattress can come right. and a person can walk into it. Right. And then at eight o'clock, I call the sit and sleep hotline. Sure, sure. And I say, hey, you know, or tomorrow. And she looks it up, click, click, click. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, it's it's coming tomorrow. I just had gotten the call by mistake. But, you know, at the end of the day, it was like, okay, it's done. Except now now, you don't have a place to sleep. Exactly. I slept on this chair. Oh, no, 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 no. It was like a reclining. Put your feet up. Yeah. But it was just like, all right. You don't even get one last round with the bed. Yes. Like 20 years and you missed that last night. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Oh, but that's what I realized when they carried out my mattress and it was like a floopy wet cracker. Like it, it did not hold any sort of shape. I'm like, yeah, 20 years is too long. Yeah. I can't imagine that was supporting my back. <laughs> Seriously. So anyway, Saki, tell your sister to get her shit together. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. But follow all the other better advice that we gave to. Yeah, that was all good advice. Take it all. All right. Num- question number two. Ooh. This is from, and this is my favorite name of the day, uh, somebody on Instagram named... Some hipster. (laughs) So some hipster asks, how can I get a boyfriend who isn't afraid of parrots? How of parents? Parrots. P-A-R-R-O-T-S. Okay. 
some hipster really loves parrots and can't find a boyfriend who uh, hmm. agrees with that appreciation. That's not rare. Yeah. Birds are creepy. I completely agree. I hate birds. Yeah. They're going to peck your eye out. Yeah. At any moment. They'll be like, hello, hello. <laughs> yeah. There's, you can't re rely on them. Yeah. I mean, I have known people that have birds and love them. When I was a full-time pet sitter. Yeah. There was, it was this great dog, a German shepherd named Java. Right. And she's a good girl. Oh. But they also had like this bird. It wasn't a parrot. Maybe it had been a parakeet. It was mm. in the middle. Mm. Kind of a green guy that could talk maybe okay. if he liked you. And it was like every morning, slice 10 grapes and blah, blah, blah. And oh. So it's like, it's a lot of work, but that's okay. I'm, I'm there to take sure. care of the baby dogs and cats and birds. Sure. But birds are just weird. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say if you're looking for someone, maybe go to, I mean, they have farmersonly.com. Sure. They have bird lovers only. Maybe. And does that go the way you want it to? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, you worked for a long time with my wife at a place <gasps> called Star. We did. And they had an animal rescue center. They did. With, if I remember correctly, I didn't go very often. You were there way yeah. more than I was. But if I remember correctly, they had the ugliest birds known to man. Oh. Right? They had some, well, because it was a rehabilitation center. Right. Some of them were you know, gotten from hoarders, they're, I, they're stressed out, their, their feathers fall out. And then you just see like this, like half turkey thing. Yeah. They were all had so like, they were kind of sick. Three feathers on them. And yeah. There were some, but then as time goes on, they grew them back and they got rehabilitated. Okay. At the rehab. But, um, yeah, there, it's funny because there was one, uh, cockatoo, cockatiel, I don't know, white bird about, you know, maybe a foot tall. Sure. And he he talked and he was just funny. His name was Ozzy. And just when work got to be too much, I would just walk over there and start talking to Ozzy. <laughs> I'd be like, hello. It's like, I just, I mean, it's pretty sad when that's the best human wow. interaction you get is from a not human bird. <laughs> right. But um, maybe you didn't want human interaction at that point. Maybe you were like, yeah, you know what? Human interaction sucks. You know let's what? let's try a little it. human bird interaction. Let me go avian on this. <laughs> but honestly, some hipster, um, if you, would like the love of a man who's not afraid of parrots. Maybe you bring that up first. It's right. like some people meet someone and say, look, here's the deal. Yeah. I don't want to waste your time. I want kids. Right. Or I never want to get married. Right. Or I or, love dogs. Or I love dogs. Or like everyone I know has to be a Buddhist. Right. Or this isn't going to work. Like sure. Whatever the deal breakers are. Sure. If your deal breaker is now, you didn't even say they don't like parrots. You said they're not afraid. Exactly. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. So then it's on you to produce evidence that parrots are not scary. Right. Well, it's up to you and your parrot. Yes. Maybe you have a horrible parrot. Yeah. That could also be a problem. Well, it's like I, my last 10 boyfriends have been, you know, scared off by my parrot. Yeah. Maybe it's the parrot. Hi, Pat. <laughs> Is there a connection? Wait, what's uh, what's the bird? Uh, parrots are the birds that live like 80 years, right? Yes. Parrots live a very long time. They very long life. Willed to people. Yeah. A lot of birds uh, live a very long time. Yeah. That's amazing. So maybe whoever it is has to be in it for the long haul. Yes. And this just made me sad because it made me think of the tiki room at Disneyland. Uh, I miss Disneyland. In the tiki, 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 tiki room. Yeah. Uh, Clark and it'll come up. I know it's come up before. Clark and I have spent a lot of time at yeah. Disneyland and Disney World together and separately. Yeah. And the tiki room is always just such a nice spot to get out of the, you know, hot hotness for a minute and get a dole whip right there well i Ooh, maybe i'll get mattresses and dole whips there you go 
I I, uh, I think I might have said this in an earlier episode too, but I you have to keep in mind that when we go to Disneyland, we went as pass holders, and when we went as pass holders, we had zero interest in doing everything that a normal guest at Disneyland yeah, we wants didn't have to do. Pack it all in. No, we had we could go there and just sit at a restaurant all day long. Remember the time we had all these plans like we're gonna go for eight hours and sit in the nurses station. <laughs> That's right. And we're like we're gonna go and just, just to sit. see how it was sit eight hours in town hall town hall try yeah and we were there i mean maybe an hour maybe i don't even know if we lasted that long but we did get to see the one the only interesting thing was this one woman i mean she was in her 60s probably she's coming in to complain my grandson we paid to get in here and he can't go on any of the rides (laughs) because he was too short right and it was just like what the, the town hall. And of course, not only is it, you know, people behind a counter working somewhere that always have to be nice. Right. I think we talked about that maybe last week as people are coming in just to yell at them. Exactly. But now this is a step up being a cast member at Disneyland yes. where it's their job to make sure you have the most beautiful day. Yeah. I just remember the chickie behind the counter going like, I, I don't I, I could just see her eyes dying like, I don't know what to tell you, ma'am. We don't want your child to go on a ride he will definitely fling out of and die yeah that's no good for any of us seriously and she's just like i paid you know it was just like oh my god here have a coupon for some free popcorn and i also went another when i was i i i'm sure we'll get into this in the coming years and months and days of this podcast um i was i went to fat camp when i was young i was also a counselor at fat camp um it takes an emotional toll. Oh, I'm sure. But we went to, we would go on like field trips. And once we took everyone to Disneyland. Oh, wow. You know, and so that was our joke as counselors. Like most of our kids are 42 inches. Why? <laughs> oh. So we think they're good. Oh. Yeah, fat cat man. That's a, that's a rich vein. To yeah, them. seriously. Where, how far away was it? Was it close to here? Oh, no, we, uh. When we were doing that, we were in Ojai. Ojai. A couple of years we were in Ojai, which for anyone who doesn't know is kind of in between Los Angeles and Santa Barbara. Yeah. And for anyone who doesn't know where Ojai is, you probably won't know what that means anyway. Yeah, exactly. But it's really awesome, like little artistic town, huh. artsy fartsy, colony esque. The, and the, the only camping experience I ever had growing up was Camp Cottontail at Welby Way. Oh. And our elementary school, they took us to a, a camp maybe two or three times. Yeah. And it was, you know, typical seven-year-old camp stuff. Yeah. But that's as far as I know. And then I don't even think we stayed there overnight. Did you stay at this camp? Was it like an overnight? You were there for a week straight or two Not weeks? A week. or I think it was like a couple days. Okay. So maybe like three or four days. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe not even. And and one of those days you went to Disneyland? No, I'm not talking about that. Oh. I'm talking about going to fat camp. No, I'm saying how long was fat camp? Oh, fat. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about um, Camp Cottonelle now. Uh, it anywhere from... To, because people could come for a week at a time. Right. But as a counselor, I was there eight weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Straight? It's, it's, yeah, it's the whole summer. We get wow. a day as a counselor. But huh. um, yes, yeah, so it was it was like a whole summer job. I taught drama. Wow. You know, I did the drama thing when everyone got to choose what they wanted to do. Yeah. And we did Free to Be You and Me as a play and people yes. really liked it. I feel like you wanted me to be in a version of Free to Be You and Me at one point. That is quite possible. Like, I think I have a script and everything. It's quite possible. Huh. Interesting. I just glorious dreams yeah. that the earth. Was it, was it cool? I mean, I watch, you know, you watch the movies that take place at camp and they're always about the camp counselors and they're always, you know, having crazy adventures. Did you have crazy adventures as a camp counselor? I mean, I had sex. Oh, well, that's that's kind yeah, of crazy that's adventures. The thing is, I think if you're going to go for a more like, again, who's listening to this? Little foxes. Yeah. You know, it wasn't meatballs. No. Um, it was fat camp, so we didn't even eat meatballs. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, and then you get, you know, all these 
overweight kids and everyone's right. a mess and, and like, sad and it's very strange. But you know what? Let's we'll we'll save that for another yeah. time. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> I don't know how we got there through yeah, parrots. I was just but, trying to remember. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll uh, hopefully some hipster can find a nice boy who Good will love her parents. The right boy will love your parents. Exactly. That's how you'll know. Okay. But he will hate your parents. <laughs> It's a trade-off you're making for being a bird. Exactly. Person. Exactly. All right. So let's move on to question three. Uh, question three is from uh, somebody named Gary, also on Facebook land. Um, Gary asks, can I have your best bad advice for hosting a sober event that people usually drink at, like a wedding or a holiday party? It is holiday time. Oh, it is holiday time. Wow. Thank you, Gary. Yeah. Um, this is something I've had experience with, you know, I've had friends again, I've been sober a little over 15 years. I've had friends that have had sober weddings Mm. that I've gone to. I've had friends that, you know, it's like, we're going out to karaoke, but it's sober. There's a lot of things that you would normally drink through. (laughs) (laughs) You go, Oh, I'm sober now. I'll never do that again. Right. Right. Um, but what's the flip side of this is I've dealt with too, and I'll get to Gary's question in a minute yeah. is when you know you're having sober people to a party with alcohol, right? Please have a small variety of things for us to drink, right? Um, it's, you know, the big beer, the, the big cooler of beer doesn't bother me, you know, it's not sure. for me, sure, sure, whatever, but it's also like, well, here's water. Right. And like, or milk. Yeah. Here's a big glass of heavy cream. <laughs> you, you take a nap right after. Um, so it's nice to have a little variety of stuff. Yeah. Not, you know, you don't have to get a vending machine. Sure. But just a few different right. things. Sodas, yeah. teas, punches. Exactly. And the same kind of the flip side of that is Gary's question about having a sober event where people would usually drink. Mm. Um, well, first off, it would be strange. It would only be a true, like, problematic alcoholic to get there and go, like, there's no alcohol. Right. How dare you? Exactly. Um, so, but you could, you know, also let people know, like, this will be a sober affair. But in that instance, have a big variety. And when I say big, I mean, maybe 10. Right. Of, like. Really interesting, different stuff. Get Martinelli's. Get yeah. ginger beer. Yeah. Martinelli's mattresses and sit and, what is the other one that? Sit, I, yeah, sit and no, sleep. Dole Whip. Oh, Dole Whip. Dole yeah. Whip. Absolutely. I um, hope hope we get some of all of those all together in one yeah. big. Yeah. Um, you know, get Orange Fanta. Get yeah. a, a bunch of like weird things that people right. Dr. Brown's exactly. Not just here's Coke and Pepsi, which right. people love anyway. Yeah. Um, Coke and Pepsi. They can do the blind challenge. Uh, but that would be my advice for actually hosting the party. Right. And you can let people know, you know, say like, you know, this is full of holiday cheer, but not alcohol or however. Right. I'm sure there's a clever way to like D-B-O-B. Yeah. B-Y-O-B. D-B-Y-O-B. And don't bring your own beer. Yeah. Um. And anybody who knows you, anyone you love enough or respect enough or like enough that you would invite them to your home for a party should understand if yeah. they don't already know that, you know, you don't drink and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. So if they're down, then they're down. And if they're not down, they can bring a flask. Right. Exactly. Step outside, <laughs> hit the flask. Well. Plus, I also feel like a lot of people, if you were to ask a lot of drinkers, if you were to ask them about parties where no alcohol is, I feel like the first question that would come up would be, well, then what's fun about going to that party? (laughs) So maybe you just make sure that you also have shit to do. Like there's it can't just be a party where people come over and sit and chit chat. Cause maybe that might be too much for your alcohol drinking friends. Without they want the without lubricant. exactly. But maybe if there's, you know, uh, you're playing Jackbox or you're, uh, I don't know. There's some movie yeah. playing. Well, it's a, uh, how I, 
I, a party to me, a get together needs an activity. Yeah. Need an activity. Something. And not, it's not going to be drinking. Exactly. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's, but again, the people that you would invite. Right. It should be in a position in your life to understand, to not be total dicks. Right. You know, and if the total dick doesn't show up, oh, what a shame. Yeah, exactly. What a shame. I feel like most people's days of inviting everyone to their house for a party, regardless of whether they're close to you or not, <laughs> ends around high school or college age. Or COVID. Or COVID. Yeah, <laughs> COVID would be another good uh, reason to not have random yes. people that don't like you over to the house. So if you're having a party outside social distance you don't want to have alcohol but it's a normal thing i recommend going to a fancy store which of course to me i was like trader joe's is fancy <laughs> you know just or go on the internet because there's all kinds of crazy sodas and bottled sodas are like a special thing and x y and z yeah there's good random stuff out there snapple and all sorts of <sighs> dumb stuff Diet peach snapple yeah it's good stuff all right. all right hey all you true crime fans this is mike ferguson and this is mike morph and we'd like to invite you to listen to our podcast criminology launched in 2017 we've covered a variety of strange cases from murders to missing persons some of the cases are ones you may not have heard of other cases we cover are some of the most historic in true crime there are 200 episodes of criminology of available to binge on right now and new episodes come out every saturday night subscribe to criminology today wherever you listen to your podcast What's next? we have time for one more question here it's gonna be a little bit of a quick one but uh this is from danny and danny asks my cat eats toilet paper when she's feeling anxious <laughs> and then in parentheses just to clarify danny says the clean unsoiled variety so cl clearly it's not the shit covered toilet okay, paper uh what should i do to get her to stop close the bathroom door hey i like that Close the bathroom door. That sure. would be my first thing. But then, of course, you're in a position where Kitty might just be like, oh, let me find your wedding dress. And right. So if Kitty's anxious, well, first of all, what's making Kitty anxious? Yeah. Are you question. are you playing a siren in her ear from your iPhone? <laughs> right. It's, are you playing a lion's growl? Yeah. They, they don't really like the bagpipes constantly yes. playing in the other room. Exactly. So maybe that might help. We're going to get a, a, a message from someone that's like, my cat loves bagpipes. <laughs> All cats love bagpipes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so what's making Kitty anxious? Kitty's, but the other thing is sometimes when people think kitties are anxious, they're just having crazy kitty time. Yeah. You know, you get, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm just winding down to go to bed. And then my cat is like, zip, zip, zip. Because that's crazy kitty time. Exactly. That's when they'd be out all hunting your mices and your rats and your, I don't know, burglars sure and uh so if it's really anxiety and you're worried you know get your kitty all the things he needs get him the scratchy scratcherson right get him the treaty treaterson yeah and maybe a friend oh there you go that's not a bad idea too maybe a kitty cat friend there you go they can play together yes and during covid during this time when people are acting irrationally sometimes yeah. you can't afford to lose toilet paper that's very true yeah because it's it's toilet paper is worth more than gold right now and i wish it weren't because there's no reason to hoard or go crazy it's yeah. very ridiculous but you might just want to close the door and protect your toilet paper because I don't know that a sit down with your cat about COVID is going to really do anything. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, maybe, maybe Let me one more uh, option before we go. Maybe it's the toilet paper. Maybe you should switch toilet papers. Maybe that cat hates those toilet papers. Oh, it's like maybe it's like the, the jerk. He hate he, somebody hates oh, these cans. The psychotic and the toilet paper saying to him, "Come and get me." Exactly. Come and get me, cat. In its flowery three layer way. Exactly. Three. What's it called? Uh, ply. Ply. Three ply. Three ply. Yeah. All right. Well, that those were the questions for today. Excellent. 
Thank you, buddy. Absolutely. Yeah, that was great. Uh, Let's move on to our next segment. And now, Lori Beth Denberg with more inevitable information for your everyday lives. Hey. Hey, okay. So this is inevitable information. Yes. It's a play on words of vital information. This is an advice show. And you can tell from listening if you have been. And if you haven't been, I don't know how you're hearing me say this. Yeah, that's a very, that's a good quandary. Wow. Um, You know, it's about all different stuff. It's really pulling on all the other areas of my life, all of my other experiences and Clark's too, besides my show business career. Exactly. But I know that people have a lot of questions about that. Yep. And I encourage you to send them in sure. for this segment called Inevitable Information. Um, so I'm just going to tell a story today because it's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite stories right. ever. And it sheds light on how I became a professional tourist. I feel like we need the sound effect of like a, a harp. <laughs> Um, so I, when I worked for Nickelodeon would go, uh Oh, stay on the mic. (laughs) I would go all over the place. You know, we would shoot the show in Orlando, right? but then they had all those contests. Nick takes over your school. Yeah. 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 One Nick takes over your school could live in San Antonio. Sure. You know, so I would be flying to different places. I loved it. It was so cool. And you were the few, one of the few kids that was, popular and recognizable that was also legal for to just travel around with them yeah exactly they didn't have to pay for a guardian yeah because i was above age yeah so i just went all kinds of places and there'd always be you know a group of us from different shows that would get together and be part of whatever event it was sure sure the big help you know all that kind of stuff didn't you uh meet blues clues that way uh what's his name oh steve yeah steve Steve. Yes, I met him that way. He actually gave me an actual little blue stuffed doll. Oh, like, this is so cool. And I gave it to a child. Oh, how yeah, sweet. Because I, I, you know, you got to pass it along. Exactly. But so one of my favorite trips was to Washington, D.C. Mm. I had never been there before. And what I learned through my travels. Now, this is this is a little bit of travel advice. Sure. Heading east. I always take a red eye because mm. I live in Los Angeles. So if I'm heading anywhere, heading to the East Coast, I take a red eye because I sleep on the plane. I'm very lucky that I sleep on planes. Mm. I know a lot of people don't. Yeah, it's hard. But if you can, then you fly all night. When you get there, mm. you have the whole day. Nice. As opposed to leaving at eight in the morning. Right. And you ha- spend the entire day traveling plus right. you the three hours. You get there at one in the afternoon yes. and you got to get your baggage then you got to drive to the hotel and it's like five o'clock yes. before you're able to do anything well no it's not one o'clock it's one two three four o'clock right it takes five hours to get there that's exactly right but then it's like everyone else is three hours ahead because right. of because of magic slash time zones slash time travel <laughs> right so i learned that like if i fly east i have the whole day hmm. i would fly east to new york hmm. And go to a matinee. Wow. You know, if I got there on a Wednesday. Sure. Um, I would just, go, you know, whatever I wanted to do, I had the whole day. Hmm. And one of my favorite trips doing this was to Washington, D.C. We were doing some, I don't remember what it was, but hmm. it was a bunch of us. It was a bunch of Nickelodeon stuff. It was on the mall, which is the long grass yeah. area, right in front of the Capitol. Forrest Gump. Exactly. Exactly. Jenny. The Forrest Gump part, the the reflecting fountain is yeah. right in the middle of the mall. Right. And on one side is Lincoln Memorial, sure. Washington Memorial in the middle, and then the Capitol at the other end. Okay. So I'd gotten there early. Mm. I had checked into my room. I had said, okay. Plus, I'm like, I love American history. I'm no student, but and I love that. And I love especially when it's right in front of your face, when it's like tangible. Exactly. So I get going. I hit, you know, by noon, I've been to the Lincoln Memorial, the Korean War Memorial, the Vietnam War Memorial. Like, Mm. I've been all over. I went to the FDR Memorial, which was- Wow, the Smithsonian's around there. I did. I went to the Natural History Museum. Nice. And saw, like, the big diamondy stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I just did 
all of this stuff and I was super into it. Nice. And I think I had to take an actual cab because this was before Uber. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so I had done all this while all of my cohorts, you know, including Summer Sanders. And I can't remember who else was there. Cal might have been there. Mm. Cal Mitchell. Um we're all flying all day. And so I have this amazing day. And then, um, you know, everybody got there. We had sushi. That's when we learned my friend Amy was allergic to uh, the soft shell fried sushi. Ooh, wonderful. She was our, she was our like, uh, not escort. That's uh, uh, chaperone. Chaperone. Yes. Yeah, there you go. She was, she never was an escort. Did you, did you learn that as you were driving to the hospital? No, we learned that while we were eating. And all of a sudden she was just like, something's wrong. And I had eaten sushi with her like a bajillion times, but it was just like, well, this is something I won't eat again. So I was a little worried, but she was okay. I don't understand. I don't know why, but uh, I don't have many allergies or anything, but anytime I hear about somebody getting a food allergy, all I think of is Violet Beauregard on uh, from (laughs) Willy Wonka turning into the blueberry. Like I just picture her going like, there's something wrong. And her face is like morphing and stretching and growing. But it probably wasn't that dramatic, it was it? It wasn't that dramatic, but she definitely was not in a good place. Oh. But so the next day, um, Summer Sanders was there, who I love the most. Of course, the the host of the, uh, so Figure, Figure It Out. Out, as well as an accomplished journalist and commentator. And, and Olympian. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. She won about 17 million gold, gold medals. medals. No, she won. She won a gold medal for the butterfly. Wow. And she won several other medals Mm. and so worked with her on figure it out. She's just like the goofiest, most wonderfulest, most everything. person. So we met up um, the day of the event that we were doing with Nickelodeon. And we went, I said, you know, she said, what should we do? I said, let's go back to the FDR Memorial. It was really awesome. Mm. So we went there, we walked through the whole thing, you know, we're just hanging out or whatever. And then we take um, a cab back to the Lincoln Memorial. Okay. And we see that because then we will just walk down the whole mall past the Washington Monument to where our event is happening. All right. And so uh, we start walking. We Hello, Mr. Lincoln. You're awesome. And this is, um, I mean, just the scope yeah. of the things that are built. And in w- amazing within like a, a three block radius of oh, each other too. They're all so close that you can just hit them. Boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. But just, yeah. Even going, this is like a 40 feet tall marble. Like yeah. how did this happen? Yeah. And then the sting, not the sting. The sting <laughs> of American history. Every breath you take. <laughs> just the, the, um, you know, I'm in awe of that stuff. Yeah. It's and I, you know, and I'm believe me, I know history is written by the winners and right. all that kind of stuff. Like, don't get me wrong, but just the the history. Of yeah. It, the pomp and circumstance exactly. of it. It's just it was, kind of it touches you. Yeah. It really, really got me. I felt that same way when I went to um, Mount Rushmore. Oh, yeah. OK. About that a different day. Sure, sure. So Summer and I are we need to go. It's almost time for the event. So we start walking from Mr. Lincoln over to the event and it starts to rain hmm. a little bit. And, and, you know, Washington's on a swamp. Right. And so it's just you know, like hazy and starts to rain and we keep walking and it's raining more Oh no! and it's raining more and it's raining. And we're kind of like trying to haul ass a little to get there. Right. But it's like one of my favorite moments in my life where we are really getting soaked and we're walking and we just both looked at each other and just started laughing. <laughs> it was just this moment that's crystallized in my mind where you don't need to say anything. Right. You know, uh, both of us were a little bit like, they're going to be fucking pissed when we get there. <laughs> Which they probably were, but it was more like, oh my God. Did they have to film you? Because no, that would be even worse. It, no, it wasn't. I don't think it was that. Okay, you know, good. I'm sure. I think we did do like interviews and stuff. Right. But it wasn't like we were doing a show or right. something. We were 
there was this event was for something or right. to promote charity something. or and something. We were, yeah, exactly. So we were there to be like, look at all the celebrities. Right. And then meanwhile, you got caught in the opening theme of Friends. Yes, it was. And you're just like kicking out, kicking out the water exactly. and so dancing we with were, umbrellas. We were just cracking up. We finally get there and into the hair and makeup trailer. And they were like, what? <laughs> So luckily, I had already put my hair in braids. Oh, okay. So I wasn't that, you know, messed up. Yeah. Because um, my hair gets wet. Forget about it. Yeah, seriously. So my hair was already in pretty tight, like, pigtail braids. So okay. That was pretty good. But my shirt, but they took my shirt and her shirt, and they're, like, blow drying it oh, with a blow dryer. No. But just walking over there and it kept raining and raining. And that just that moment where we just turned and looked at each other and started laughing. Yeah. You know, that, it's, yeah, it's such a real, such a unique moment that could only happen to you. It could only happen to you. It, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, he happened to me. Yeah. It could only really happen to you. <laughs> That's not, I'm not going to end up winding a uh, dancing in the rain with Summer uh, Sanders anytime soon. That's, <laughs> that's all you. And Summer, if you're listening Come home. We miss you. No, she's so awesome. I love her so much. I've never touched a uh, uh, Summer Sanders. Well, I've never touched Summer Sanders, but I've never touched a medal. Have you ever touched an Olympic medal? I have not. I wonder if it's cool. Do you mean cool to the touch? Or no, I mean like like Fonzie cool. Yeah. Like I wonder if you hold it and you're like, oh man, you I can feel the power in I here. But it's heavy. Yeah, probably. What if it burns your hand like the guy in Raiders? <laughs> then you can make duplicates, but they're always backwards. Then you can find your way to the next Olympics exactly. by looking at the map on your hand. Or you can stop burglars from breaking into your house by just putting up a bunch of your medals everywhere and you can home alone it. All right. I like it. Okay, we're moving on. We're moving on to the uh, final question of the episode. Gotcha, smart Here we go. Our final question is from, uh, once again, contender for best name of the episode. This is from somebody on Instagram named Mark and Cheese. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I love that name. Uh, and Mark and Cheese asks, I do online role playing, and I've been talking to this girl on there for almost a year now. I really like like her and I believe that she likes me too but I'm nervous to ask her out because she doesn't really give too much personal info out to be safe online mm. what should I do Mark and Cheese I love your name I know um, here's the deal if you like this girl and you've known her for about a year yeah and it's not killing you let's see if it progresses naturally yeah but when I've been in that position where I really like this person. I really want to say something. I'm, you know, I'm having that, oh, that right. ache. Right, the ache. Longing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pining. 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 That's the word I was looking for. Absolutely. That can just be really uncomfortable. Yeah. And that can lead to you acting really weird. Right. She's like, I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah. So if you're in that pining, a little painful situation, you know, just message her, ask her, you know, hey, yeah. do you want to get together and do something else? Exactly. You know? Doesn't have to be in person. Well, it's not going to be. in. Yeah. It's be, already not in person. Exactly. You could just do something else online. Yeah. And then you're I mean, you're specifically role playing. Right. In these games. So if you take that out of that environment and you're just saying like, hey, let's do a Zoom call. We can watch a movie. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. And. See what it's like then. Yeah, especially if you're doing online role playing, that really does kind of uh, mean that you're a little bit nerdy, right? Yeah. So, so let's find her nerd uh, uh, kryptonite, yes. right? Find the one piece of nerd culture that she just absolutely loves that she can't do without and see if you can figure out a way to connect there. You yeah, know, if I she loves Star Wars maybe you should watch a Star Wars movie. I want to clarify something. Yeah. For Clark to say you're a little bit nerdy <laughs> is like the <laughs> highest compliment. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure yeah. that, you know, that wasn't misinterpreted. Absolutely. For Clark or I to say that, it is the highest of compliments. Yeah, you really have to have studied and done research and really know your shit to be a nerd. Yes. You can't just randomly like something and be a nerd. You yeah. gotta really be a, a nerd about it. Exactly. So, yeah, if you're, I mean, you've been into this game for a year, you say you've been talking to this yeah. girl yep. 
ask her if she wants to hang. You don't have to say, I really like you and I think we should get married and yes. blah, blah, blah. Just say, hey, you know, I have fun with you here. Would you like to get together out of this realm of right. whatever? And, you know, watch a movie or just hang out and have lunch. Or if she, if there is something that she loves that she totally nerds out on, that's her expertise. Uh-huh. Maybe you play like you don't know about that. Maybe you need to be introduced to the thing that she loves. Oh. That would be a really good way of trying to, like, worm your way into her heart, too. <laughs> You're like, Pokemon, what's that? <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. We got to get together. I got to show you my Pokemon. Exactly. You, like, wink at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> what is this Charizard that we talk about? <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that's a, a good way to sneak in there. Yeah, and but if you're also, if you're cool with how things are and you want to let it progress naturally, that's fine. But yeah. I know what it's like to be in that position where yeah. it's like, I really don't want to sit here and be your friend. Any- well, no, definitely be your friend. Be your friend. But like, I want this to be more. I want to know if this can be more. Yeah. And in that situation, you know, if you got to say something, you got to say something. And, you know, be prepared to you know, be shot down or just, you know, what we would call rejected, but it's what we would call yeah. in the English language. Yeah. But what it, we yeah. English speakers would call rejected. But I just mean like she, and she's not going to be like, no, but she could be like, you know, I'm just not that interested yeah. or, you know, she could be married. I guess sure, if sure. she gives very little information about herself. So depending on the, how, how far you are, how far the balloon is blown up. Right. Is it ready to pop with your feelings or are you cool? There's a few different ways to go about it. Yeah. But I think you were absolutely right at the beginning. I think the, the, the most important thing is to not be like all, eh, we should date or we need to be married and have kids. Yeah. Let's, you gotta leave all that out. That is such a, you, the, the brain wants to go there. You gotta push that aside. Yeah. You gotta just, Keep being friends and just try and be better friends and be yeah. better friends and then be better friends and then you're having sex. And then it's on. <laughs> good luck. That is very, very good advice, LB. I really like that. Um, but unfortunately, Uh-oh, we're canceled. That's the end of our show today. Oh, yeah, we, we did it. We we made one more. And can, it was, a, can a podcast be canceled? I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I Let's find out. That's a euphemism for iTunes murdering you <laughs> exactly <laughs> um i had a really fun time did I you have a good time I, I had a great time yeah we had some really good questions this week but uh if you have any questions for us we would love to answer them we need more questions uh if you want us to keep doing this so uh if you have questions send it to us at asklorybeth.com you can hit us up on all the socials or you could just leave a message with your name and where you're from at our super cool phone number which is one eight five five. Denberg. That's 1-855-D-E-N-B-E-R-G. Give us a call. Leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you or message us on Facebook or Instagram. But also, here's this thing. Subscribe to this podcast. Yes. It really helps us out. Yeah. Then we would know we wouldn't be canceled. Exactly. If we knew that there were people that liked us and wanted to subscribe, we would really appreciate it. And you don't have to spend anything. Exactly. It's free. Yay. And call us up. We like to hear your voices. Yeah, we really do. So please, yeah, hit us up. Give us some uh, messages, some questions, and maybe you can make it on the next episode. I think that's about it. Oh, I thought you were going to go the next episode of Bad Advice. <laughs> <Next> <laughs> I thought you were building for something. I, I had nothing to build to. I'm sorry. No, we built plenty. And yeah. thank you, Clark. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Yay. Bye. Bad Advice stars Lori Beth Denberg and Clark Crozier. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Our theme song is written and performed by Natty Ward. If you or someone you love is in need of some bad advice, you can submit your own question on our socials, all of which are Ask Lori Beth, or on our website at AskLoriBeth.com, or for a nostalgic twist, you can call 1-855-DENBERG. That's right, 1-855-336-2374, and leave your question there. Thanks for listening.